a win is a win is a win. It wasn't pretty, but the Edmonton Oilers pick up a 3-0 win in Philadelphia. First one since 2016. And Miko Koskinen, excellent once again. We break it all down coming up next on the Locked On Oilers podcast. Certainly an exciting day for the Edmonton Oilers to acquire Duncan Keith. Just felt like uh, the Edmonton Oilers. Right now, it was a, it was a good fit, a great fit. Excited to uh, to start this this new chapter of my career and try to win a cup in Edmonton. It's always been uh, my goal to, to be able to stay in Edmonton, and it's just what I've wanted. I've loved my time in Edmonton so far. The team is uh, progressing uh, the way we want it to, and I want to be a part of that. And uh, obviously, the biggest reason I want to stay is that I want to win in Edmonton. Here's McDavid all the way, scores! Did that just happen? Connor McDavid, coast to coast. Hey, it's Hernan here with the Locked On Oilers Post. Game podcast as the Edmonton Oilers picked up a 3-0 win last night over the Philadelphia Flyers. Their first win in Philly since 2016, March 3rd to be exact. They moved to 7-3 under Jay Woodcroft and uh, wasn't the uh, prettiest uh, performance. Uh, it got kind of ugly at times, but goaltending, man. Goaltending leads the way as Miko Koskinen makes 39 saves on the night, and he's 7-0-1 in his last day. And he's playing some good hockey. These last two games, probably his best of the season. And you got to give credit when credit is due. And Mikko Koskinen is playing uh, pretty close to lights out right now. So, yeah, kudos to the big fan. He's taking a lot of heat here. A lot from me. I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it. I've been hard on him, but he's definitely, definitely winning back some, uh, some, some fans and some hearts here in Edmonton with this play as of late. But it's it's interesting because on the post game show last night, we got a lot of people's like, ah, fool me, you know, that whole fool me once uh, saying and, and kind of like, you know, this is Miko Koskin in extreme highs and then extreme lows. And a lot of fans out there happy with this performance, but the cautiously taking it day by day with this goal 10 because we've seen this before, guys. So is it fair? Sure, I think it is. But like we said, take it day by day. And if we're taking it day by day, then day by day, Mikko Koskinen has been really good. And he should get the start on Thursday, definitely in Chicago. So we'll see what happens there. But we'll break it all down for you here on the uh, Locked On Oilers podcast. Like always, thank you for making Locked On your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms we'll get to jay woodcroft in the third segment and uh go period by period and and uh yeah there's some interesting parts in this game interesting for sure and let's get right to it as in the first period right off the hop fogel with a quick steal off the opening face off and uh scott lawton takes a penalty uh the oiters couldn't really get much going. it's always tough in those in those situations i kind of want to see the stats on when the team gets a power play within the first minute how often they score because the Oilers just couldn't get anything going on it. They only had one shot uh, in that power play. Then uh, an unfortunate uh, 
they get the wrong call on Yamamoto for high sticking. It was actually Ivan Provorov who high sticked his own teammate. So Philly goes to their first power play. Then Miko sends the puck over the glass for a delay of game. So they get a five on three. They are the Flyers. Get a five on three for 51 seconds. Oilers are able to kill both off the five on three and the five on four. And on the five on three, I thought Nurse, CC, and Drysaddle did an excellent, excellent job. Then just shortly after that, Limbaum with a penalty. Drysaddle makes a count on a wicked shot uh, from uh, almost a point there. And he was just, um, it, that puck had eyes. He just went top corner first. 37th, he ties Austin Matthews for the goal scoring lead. Nurse and McDavid get the helpers. And you're looking at that first period and you're like, yes, special teams. Special, special teams were the difference because they killed off two, including a five on three. And they got a power play. Special teams, the difference in the first 20. Go on to the second period. Good shifts to start. Dry had a really good shift there with uh, Derek Ryan and Brad Malone, who had a good game. I <laughs> can't really complain on what he did. Oilers go back to the power play. Limblom again, uh, tripping the ozone. Philly took a lot of, like, they took some really boneheaded penalties. A lot in the offensive zone. So, you know, Mike Yo is not going to be happy with that. And again, not a lot of shots, nothing going on on the power play. After that, saw Brad Malone with a big hit. It was, uh, yeah, good way to get noticed. Nemo right after had a solid hit as well. And the orders kind of came in like two, three solid shifts there. So the orders doing some good things at times in this game. Edmonton would go back to the power play, a trip on Konechny. And just absolutely nothing rolling on that power play either. And then this is what I like. The, the second goal is what I like, a greasy goal. All five guys on the ice touch the puck. Yamamoto's able to find it behind um, Carter Hart there. I know there was some talk about maybe challenging for interference, but Kane does not touch him. He does an excellent job of not touching him. And at first, they had given a couple of assists here, but uh, right now it's listed as unassisted. So Kyler Yamamoto, in his return to the lineup after missing one game, gets his 11th of the season to make it 2 nothing. That's how that t period would end. And Sorry, but after that, the Oilers get another power play. Another one and nothing. This one it was probably the worst one of the night. And for the first time this season, and probably in a long time, McDavid looked frustrated. McDavid looked frustrated on the fourth power play. Uh, after it, he went to the bench, shook his head for like 30 seconds. And then at the tail end of that power play that came at the end of the period, yeah, he wasn't too happy. And you can see him skating off, kind of mumbling to himself, shaking his head. So he's not happy with the power play. And let's be honest here. The power play was not sharp. They looked out of sync, too much standing around, just lazy. They need to be better and shoot the damn puck. If you don't shoot the damn puck, how do you expect to score goals? Look at look at Dreisaitl. So the power play, uh, they they were good for stretches, and they completely, completely fell off. And then into the third, Philly slot call a ton of slot shots, a two-on-one. Broussard missed wide on a great look, and then a great kick save by Koskinen on Barabee. Uh, Flair, Flyers brought it in the third. They did, man. And I'll say this, Travis Sanheim had four excellent looks throughout the game. I don't think he hit the net on one. I think he found on three of them, or they bounced over a stick or something, but uh, the Edmonton Oilers able to pull this one out as McDavid scores the empty net goal as the assists go to Mr. Leon Dreisaitl and Zach Hyman, but not not a very good uh, game by the Edmonton Oilers. Just not sharp, but good enough to pull out the win. Good thing Flyers uh, stink, and Sanheim can't hit the net, but 
I mean, on paper, the Oilers are the better team. They had more skill, and they got the goaltending. Not that Carter Hart was bad, but Miko was excellent in this one. So, and that was the difference. So the Oilers win it three nothing. Not on their best night, but hey, a win is a win is a win, and you take it and you move on. Miko Koskin, his first shutout of the season, second for the Oilers after the Skinner one, and a seven zero one now for the Big Finn. The Oilers seven and three under Jay Woodcroft. Like I mentioned earlier, first uh, win in Philly since two thousand sixteen. What did you think of the game? Uh, do you kind of agree where power plays uh, needs to work harder, needs to shoot the puck more? Do you agree that the Oilers weren't at their best but found the way? And uh, how excited are you about Miko Koskinen? Are you being cautiously optimistic? Are you still kind of worried that uh, he might fall back to what we know with these two goaltenders, right? So uh, Miko doing some good things, but are you uh, are you sold? Are you, are you going all in? On the big fin. All right, we'll continue to break down the game here on the Locked On Oilers podcast as the Oilers win 3 nothing in Philadelphia. I'm Hernan Salas, and we'll be back right after this. This is the time of year I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Bill Bart. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I'm actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of the Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com back here on uh, the locked on oilers podcast breaking down the Oilers three nothing win from last night again releasing this super early this morning uh, let's look at the stats philadelphia outshoots the Oilers 39 to 32 flyers win the uh face-off battle at 53 percent power plays oilers one for five flyers 0 for two hits 27 to 19 for the flyers blocks 15 14 for the oilers and giveaways 13 12 for the edmonton oilers Let's look at some ice times. The decor, Darnell Nurse played a ton, 24-46. The only player over 20 minutes. Your lowest was Nimalainen at 8-44. I thought Keith was very good in his return. CC solid, reliable as always. And I thought Nurse was really good in this game. Engaged. And if you noticed on the power play, he was on the first unit. The second unit had Barry and Bouchard. So a little change there. And you also saw Kane playing with the top unit guys. It was Kane, Hyman, Two big boys and Darnell Nurse. So they're definitely going to need some work. They're up front. Their leaders, Dreisaitl and McDavid, both over 23 minutes. Kane at 22. The only three guys over 20 minutes. Sorry, I apologize. Your leader was Zach Hyman at 24.6. So four guys over 20 minutes. Your lowest was Devin Shore at 6.38. Like I mentioned, Brad Malone in 9.22 had three hits. Had a good look as well. So I, I didn't mind this play. Not at all. It was good to see Yamamoto score in his return. Uh, Benson, uh, an off game as well. Eric Ryan, who's on a heater, uh, he was all right as well. No one really stood out in a bad way in this one. Uh, Legison struggled a few times, turning the puck over in his own end, but uh, it didn't uh, didn't come back to bite them in the butt, that is for sure. So what's the problem with the power play? I don't know. A lot of people were texting in saying Nuge. Sure, I mean, Nuge is a big loss. Is Jesse, I mean, Jesse, Hyman, Kane. I don't think you're missing much there with Jesse out, but Nuge, I could understand, but they, I think they just got to work harder. Like, watch him. There's too much standing still. McDavid has the puck. He's skating all around, looking for, for dry sidle on that 
same play. And they, they found it once. Puck was on edge. Dreisaitl kind of fanned on it or couldn't get uh, couldn't get all of it. And it just kind of fluttered up. And, and, and he knows he, he missed one there. But just, and there was a few opportunities where they set up the point shot and Nurse wouldn't shoot the puck. So you got to create different looks. You got to, and I think for me, it's, it's the urgency. It's outworking. It's five on four guys. Like, it's just too much watching McDavid, then back to the Nurse, then back to the other wall to Dreisaitl back and forth. And then kind of looking for the same two, three plays that they always have so mix it up get creative try something new because obviously some of the stuff you're doing on the regular is not working i mean kane was there the only other guy i see playing on the power play right now with the injuries the orders have is yamamoto so for me that's not an issue i think kane is talented and skilled enough to play on that on that unit so that to me is not an issue it's just too much standing around just work it get out there and, and earn it and i know some people were also saying start the second unit Start the second unit, but the second unit is not very good either. With the injuries, you had Benson, McLeod, and I think it was uh, Yamo out there, if I'm not mistaken, with Bouchard and Barry. So, uh, things to work on. PK, yeah, takes a step in the right direction. They go two for two. The Oilers did a good job of not taking penalties in the final 40 minutes of this game. And the Oilers moved to a record of, let's see here, 30, 21, and 3 for 63 points. So right in there, right in the thick of the playoff race where the West is just loaded and it's going to come down to the wire, I think, where the East is kind of it's kind of <laughs> ready to go there unless one of these teams that are way out because, uh, I mean, yeah, eight points up on Columbus are the Washington Capitals who hold the last wild card spot. That's the closest team. And you look at the West, holy smoke, you got a, you got a log, you got a, you got a good old traffic jam there for uh, a lot of teams vying for some playoff spots. And the others for me have to be, have to be uh, a playoff team. Who would you start Thursday? I think I'd go Koskin. And I even threw it out there. I, if you even plays lights out on Thursday. Why not Saturday? And now people are going to be like, Hernan, calm the F down because, you know, when Koskinen plays too much, that's when they get into trouble. So I agree. Okay. But I still think he should play Thursday and then Saturday, reassess it. It's, if it's Smith, I, it's okay. But if, if I mean, if he's, let's just say it's another performance where he lets in one goal or he gets another shuttle, like, can you really go away from him? And it's not like it's back to back. So you're in the business of winning hockey games. Got to go with the guy who's going to give you the best chance. And I know eventually you have to get Mike Smith in there. So maybe Saturday is that game regardless of what happens Thursday, but you never know. Jay Woodcroft, it's not Dave Tippett, <laughs> so we'll see how he handles his goaltenders. As you heard yesterday, the Edmonton Oilers made the following transactions. Uh, they loaned Brandon Perlini, who cleared waivers. I know that makes a lot of Oilers fans happy. A lot of people like Perlini and Philip Broberg to the Bakersfield. Condors, uh, Nuge also up for a couple more weeks, and then Jesse still a few weeks away, and Cassian is, is a long ways away, so... Uh, Oilers uh, doing uh, doing some good work though, playing well without let's say top three, top nine guys. Great to see Keith back. He 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 just passes the puck so well. I think that's something that it's not talked about enough here. Right? He's solid defensively. I know I wasn't very high on coming here, mostly because of the money and the deal and all that. But he's been he's been really good along with uh, Cody Cece. So the Edmonton Oilers get ready for Chicago on Thursday. That should be another, another fun game. Uh, Chicago's already beaten the Oilers this year here at Rogers Place. That was Dave Tippett's last game. Remember that. In the Edmonton Oilers, let's, they, uh, they, I mean, I wouldn't say they struggled tonight. They just, they had good moments. They did. I thought they did. I thought for shifts, they, for back-to-back, sometimes three shifts in a row, they kind of took it to them, but then they would fall off. They did give up a lot of slot shots. They did give up some automatic rushes and Koskin, and he had to make 39 saves, and a lot of those were not like the enormous, like, oh my God, but solid, solid saves. 
saves and um, give you some natural stat trick stat scoring chances. They have the Oilers at 20 with seven high danger chances, and they had the Flyers at 28 scoring chances with seven high danger. So similar in the high danger there, but Philadelphia is a team that's uh, struggling immensely. They have a ton of injuries, so definitely, definitely uh, a tough season, and uh, they were booed off the ice, and I thought they played pretty good. It was a rough one for Travis Sanheim, not because he was getting burnt or anything like that, just because he had opportunities to, to uh, he had great looks, guys, great looks, and uh, he wasn't able to hit the net on any of them, so tough season, see what happens down there in Philadelphia. All right, coming up next, we'll get to Jay Woodcroft here on the Locked On Oilers podcast with Fernand Salas. Let's get to the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, Jay Woodcroft, as he met with the media as they now 2-2 two and two on their five-game road trip, and it'd be great if they can pick up a win on Thursday to finish it off uh, with a nice 3-2 uh, and two record before they take on the Montreal Canadiens on Saturday. That's a 5 o'clock start again. Love, love the start time. And how about that game in Winnipeg last night? They jumped out to a 4 nothing lead. Uh, Montreal ties it at 4 early in the second. Josh Anderson, Hattrick, but then Winnipeg's able to uh, regroup, score four more for an 8-4 win. <laughs> So it's just a wild night there. Winnipeg's having one of those seasons as well where it's kind of like they get good for a bit and then they fall off, similar to what the Oilers are going through. The Oilers are obviously a little bit better uh, right now, so we'll see what Winnipeg can do. They're also a team that had a coaching change, but it's not hasn't uh, completely worked there. Uh, it could, though. They could get hot, and uh, they're also vying for a playoff spot in the West. But Jay Woodcroft, uh, first question, just how did he uh, break down tonight's win in Philadelphia? Well, I thought it was a strong hockey game um we scored goals in different fashions uh obviously the power play came up big at the end of the first period after we had a great five on three penalty kill found a way to score a real may june type goal at the end of the second period there that i think is bodes well for us as we move forward and then i thought we played a really mature third period i thought uh, uh we did some things uh very well tonight there are some areas that we got to continue to clean up, but there's a lot of lot to like and a lot to build on. Keep going here with Jay Woodcroft, Miko Koskinen. The story of tonight, 39 saves back-to-back starts for him where he's been really, really, he's been excellent. Let's just call it how it is. So here's the head coach on the big fit. Yeah, I thought uh, and, you know, they had they had some shots from outside and outside the blue line and all all that kind of stuff. But when called upon, uh, Miko came up big. Um, I think he's inspiring a lot of confidence in the group. And... Um, Made the right save at the right time. One last one here from Miko, not from Miko Koskinen, from Jay Woodcroft. He did say later that they have confidence in both goaltenders, and that you expect the coach to say that. But yeah, the guys are feeling really good. Uh, Dry Saddle spoke as well last night and said, you know, Miko was outstanding. So definitely the guys rallying behind uh, Miko Koskinen, who, uh, along with a lot of others, almost all of them, were having a, a tough uh, two months there. Uh, December, January, and all that. But uh, they're turning it around slowly but surely. Koskinen playing some good, good hockey. Uh, but one last one here, as Jay Woodcroft was asked, what changes has he seen in his team since he took over? I think it's only fair for me to talk about since I have uh, uh, been the head coach here over the last three weeks or so. And we've asked our players to really... Uh, up their level of work uh, to to really increase our work rate, specifically working back to our own end. And um, I've just been so impressed with uh, the level of dedication, the level of work that our players are demonstrating on a night, night in, night out basis. We're over that 
you know, we have a good record over that time. But even in some of the, the games that we didn't win, we did a lot of really good things. I think we're working our way towards creating a playing identity that uh, will will last over uh, the tough times. And, um, you know, that's a full credit to the buy-in and work ethic of our players because it's been elite. That was Jay Woodcroft meeting with the media following uh, last night's 3 nothing win over the Philadelphia Flyers. Like I mentioned, the Edmonton Oilers now sit with a record of 30-21-3. Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl each picking up a goal and an assist. Nurse and Hyman also with helpers. And Kyler Yamamoto with it with his 11th of the uh, of the season in his return after missing one game. It was a block shot he took in Florida, but good to see the little guy back. Definitely adds more depth to the team, and it's a good sign. It was great to see Duncan Keith, too, and hopefully the Oilers can get their, some bodies back here uh, sooner rather than later and make a real run because this team's playing well 5-on-5. Five five. Uh, they can get the special teams working here. And continue to get this goaltending. This team's going to lock down a playoff spot. But lots of hockey to be uh, played. Trade deadline's coming up as well. So uh, it's going to be fun, man. March is going to be awesome. So much things coming up. You have World Cup qualifying at the end of the month to see if Canada has books or ticket to Qatar. You got March Madness. Uh, baseball's a mess as they uh, canceled the first two series of the MLB season. That came, uh, that came yesterday afternoon. But a lot of sports to get around. A lot of good TV shows out there and uh, we're back at it on thursday 6 30 start from good old uh, chicago always fun when the orders play there and hopefully they can uh, pick up another two points what did you think of the game who would you start on thursday and what did you think of brad malone's first game in a long long time in the nhl let me know on twitter at hernan the man and at locked on oilers don't forget to download and subscribe on your favorite apps for all the latest episodes for my man juanito and the locked on oilers podcast i am hernan the man talking los petroleros enjoy the rest of your day and we'll chat soon